This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Big news out of Lincoln today as it was announced that Mike Dawson has returned to the Huskers. This time to coach the outside linebackers. As you know, Dawson followed Frost to Lincoln from UCF. He coached the defensive line in Frost's first year and then left to coach the outside linebackers for the New York Giants. And again, he's home. Derek, you called this one on the podcast last week. What are your thoughts? We got four words for you. I told you so. <laughs> Come on, this was the, you know, the only thing that surprised me on this was the amount of time it took to hire him or announce he was hired. Uh, I, I don't quite understand why it took so long to get things done. Uh, his salary is going to be a lot, a lot, quite a bit lower than what it was when he left. Uh, if he sticks around, it, it'll, it'll, it'll bump up back to what, to where he would have gotten a raise. Uh, but I think they're going about it right. Like they're saying, look, we're, we're not going to just come in here and pay you right off the bat. You're gonna have to earn some respect back, and you're gonna have to. We're gonna give you some, but we're gonna give you some incentive to stick around too. Uh, I don't think it's a bad hire. I, I think it's okay. The guy's got 20 years experience of coaching defensive line slash outside linebackers, so it's not like this guy doesn't have the experience. Uh, at the end of the day, it was a blah hire. I think it was an expected hire. There was nothing flashy about it, so I think. Probably there's probably got some people out there going to be a little disappointed with it, uh, but but also remember we were a little bit disappointed seeing him go too. So it's not so bad getting a guy back that you never wanted to leave in the first place. Uh, at, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who's gonna, who, who and what's going to happen with special teams because he doesn't have special teams experience. So he, you, you know he's probably not going to be your special teams coordinator. So what are we going to do with that? And I think that's going to be the biggest question still. So, Derek, with it being taking so long to bring or announce that Mike Dawson was back, do you think maybe it took so long because maybe he wasn't their first choice? That could be. You know, I I, I texted you the other day about that, and I, uh, but I, I even told you I was like, God dang, I, you know, it's really starting to seem like maybe Mike Dawson ain't the guy, considering it's taken him so long. I figured by Monday we, we'd know who was hired. And, and I, I stayed on Twitter. I stayed on uh, Husker Max. I stayed on 24-7 Sports, Hill Varsity. I, I was checking everything, going, somebody's going to break some news on uh, who, who the new hire is. And I was like, ah, okay, here we, here we are on Wednesday, and I still don't know. Yeah. Now, fi- finally this morning it got announced, and I it I, it, it seems strange to me. I guess, I guess – it's we're talking about it like it took him forever. What was it? A week? Yeah, a week and a half. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that long, I guess. So it went really in the long term, but it it just felt like a really long time. And I I, I don't know. May, may, it may not have been his first choice. I would really love to see that list of, pl- of coaches that he tried to get if that wasn't his first choice. So, Tyler, what do you think? Y- you know, uh, well, you know, Derek called it. So it definitely wasn't a shock. I mean, this wasn't a coaching hire that we've seen in the past where you have to Google the guy's name. Um, you know, is it a blah hire? I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, I wasn't. none of us were excited to see him leave. 
I mean, this definitely was a guy that we liked as a coach. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised to see it um, in the sense that with him leaving, I kind of felt that, not that he burned Frost, but just to, to it appear that Frost was like, well, come on back. You're one of my guys. Like, I, I don't, I'm a little shocked that it was, I don't know, that he came back after bailing up one year at Nebraska. Um, do I think he's qualified? I, I mean, it's hard not to think the guy was a good coach if I thought he was a good coach when he left. And he got, a, you know, NFL. I thought the Giants this year was, a, you know, while they lacked some talent, um, at, specifically on offense, I thought the defense actually was okay. I don't know. I, I just you kind of you leave underwhelmed. I think it's kind of the feeling right now. All right. Well, along with those, that news that we brought back Mike Dawson, uh, there's other things that was announced today, including Greg Austin. Uh, he kind of got a pay raise, and he was given the title of run game coordinator along with the offensive line coach. So that's pretty cool for him. But it's very interesting. We haven't heard a lot about Troy Walters. Uh, from Lincoln outside of a bunch of rumors. And there are rumors that Troy Walters may or may not be with the Huskers moving forward. So given this title change for Greg Austin, what does this mean, Tyler? Well, I don't know. I want to correct you. Uh, Greg Austin didn't get a pay raise. He just got a uh, um, he just got a quote-unquote promotion. Uh, Travis Fisher and Ryan Held both got big pay raises today. But, um, but okay. But, but, but Regardless, what does that mean? I mean, you know, when you start hearing run game coordinators, you know, obviously a lot of people are thinking, well, like, are you at the minimum demoting, uh, you know, your offensive coordinator, taking some responsibilities away? Well, I want to be too clear about two things on this. One, people have been saying this for well over a week, that there's something going on with Troy Walters. And and I don't know if there's truth to this. Um you know, I, I think I told Justin this offline that you know, I've been hearing rumors that there, there's some legitimacy to this for a while, um, that there's a lot of things being considered, um, and it may not be Frost firing them, uh, but there's been a lot of things up in the air in Lincoln for well over a week now. But the second thing is, I, I don't know if you read too much into these titles uh, because, you know, you there's articles been written that these coaches have kind of had these responsibilities the whole time so with frost maybe making it a little bit more official maybe that's for some sort of uh academics or something for the university to kind of give these people more responsibilities um i i don't know i guess we'll probably find out in the next couple of days is the future is but you know at this point i you kind of just want to know how much of it is just the online wish list of people you know, reading stuff into the fact that Troy Walters was very quiet in all these news announcements today. Derek, what do you think? You know, I, I I'm going to disagree with Tyler. I think the fact that they added these titles to these guys, not the recruiting coordinator so much, but the run game coordinator for for Greg Austin, I think it's very telling because if this was already in his job description, then there was really no reason to add this title to him. So to, to, to bring it out publicly that he is your run game coordinator kind of tells me they're opening a book saying, look, something, something's going on. Uh, and, and maybe here in the next three or four weeks, I'll, I'll look dumb and find out that it's all a bunch of bullshit. But who knows, right? I mean, 
I, I just don't see what you gain out of adding a title to a guy without giving him a raise and not speaking at all of, of your of your offensive coordinator. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, what about you, Justin? Does that make sense to you? No, not not at all. I mean, if if he was doing that thing already, that's fine. But putting it on paper kind of makes it seem like you know there's something more going on for offensive coordinator uh, duties, and you know how they kind of divvy that up. You know, red zone coordinator or you know, and first, second down coordinator, however they have it. Nobody's putting that on paper. You're not going to see, you know, Ryan Held, you know, recruiting coordinator and red zone coordinator or whoever, Sean Becton doing it, whatever. You're not going to see that on paper. Something's up here, and it's really well, interesting. And, and to add to that, I mean, recruiting coordinator is a common sure, thing. I've sure. never heard of a run game coordinator. That's not that I, I've never – maybe it's happened. I don't, I don't know. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I never claim to be. But I've never heard of a team having just a run game coordinator. And then, I mean, what? so what does that mean for for uh, Troy Walters? Is he just going to be a passing game coordinator now? Or and, and, and if that's the case, wouldn't that be considered a motion? If you're expecting him to do less, why are you still paying him 700000 a year? So I, yeah. I wanna, so I don't know how often I've heard running coordinator uh, – but but you know if you look at just the team in the LSU in the national championship, Joe Brady was their wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. He wasn't their offensive coordinator, the new offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers. So I mean, but yeah, Joe Brady has the title passing game coordinator, so that infers that's a little bit different than offensive coordinator. Now, what do these people do? Like, I honestly think there's a little aspect of it that it's like it's just a title for title's sake. Hold on, hold on. Was was he the passing game coordinator or was he a passing game analyst? I thought he was an analyst. So the, the official... Which is apparently different than a coordinator. So, Don't ask me what the difference is. But. So the official uh, LSU website has Joe Brady listed at, for a coaching position as passing game coordinator slash wide receivers coach. Okay. And then... Because like Tommy Robinson, this this still feels like something new. Well, this doesn't it can, seem like. But like you see schools. I'm that pretty have, sure Tom Osborne never had a running game coordinator. But you see schools that have like something called like a associate head coach or assistant head coach. Like I don't know. I just feel like. But that's happened forever. Yeah, but I I just again, you guys might be right. This could be a big step. I think it is. With all the rumors I mean, out of Troy Fra- Walters, Frank Solich was Frank Solich was an assistant head coach for years under Osborne. That's fair. But I, I go back to Troy Walters. So Troy Walters, the, what is suspicious is these rumors have been out there for a week. And with the announcements that came out today, there was very little mention of Troy Walters. And there, now there was a lot of people that weren't mentioned. Sean Becton, Mario Verduska, um, you know, no, and, I mean, a lot of people weren't really met. Barrett Rude wasn't really mentioned. So you, obviously no one's talking about all these guys, but... I don't know. It does seem a little suspicious that Troy Walters, with the rumors out there, wasn't mentioned. I, I, th- 
I think the difference is is Mike Dawson was brought in to take over the outside linebackers, not the outside linebackers and one inside linebacker. Okay, fine, but let's just like like if he was coming in to do half of uh, Barrett Rude's job, I think we'd all be sitting here doing the same thing with Barrett Rude, going, "Ah, this guy's not going to be around because Mike Dawson's just coming in doing half his job." Okay, now. you guys might be right. There's there's a very good chance I'm going to look stupid on this tomorrow, and I own that because again, I'm not saying one way or another. But if you're right and there's something to this. Why not the announcement already? What are they waiting? That's, what What are they waiting exactly. for? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I don't know. Just kind of like Mike Dawson, it took him a while to announce that. Uh, this is taking even longer. Uh, but let's talk about some of the names that have been brought up in the rumor mill as possibilities of joining the staff, Derek. Well, there's uh, Mickey Joseph, who's the big one that everybody's gung-ho to get after because he's part of the wide receivers coaches at uh, LSU, previous uh, Nebraska alum, so you think you can get him. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I also see a lot of people talking about Mark Helfrick coming in to be an offensive analyst. Uh, I, I, he's available, I guess. Uh, maybe that'd be a good hire. Uh, the, the one that was intriguing me today was, uh, and I'm going to forget his name, but it's Bill Snyder's son. And he would come in as a special teams analyst. And his special teams through 2014 through 2017 ranked among the top 10 every year, number one in 2017 alone. And when Bill Snyder stepped down, he kind of got stuck, he kind of put back into a, uh, a different role there at Kansas State. So he wasn't running special teams anymore. Uh, but I problem is, is can you, can you lure him away from Kansas State or, is he just daddy's boy who's going to stick around that home school forever? Hey, Derek, so just to clarify here, you're saying special teams analyst, not coach, correct? No, he could, he wouldn't be allowed to be a coach because we've already have our 10 assistant coaches. Unless okay. uh, Sean Becton, another name we've been I've been hearing, might be leaving the program. Oh, but really? I haven't heard a lot about Sean Becton, but then what are you going to do about tight ends? Like. I don't have know Mickey if this guy's Joseph got any experience both. with tight ends. Maybe that maybe Who? have Mickey Joseph come in and take coach both. I mean, I, I mean, is it possible? I think I, I is it possible? Difference in position. Is it possible? So. That's why you named the run game coordinator because of you know the change up. I don't know. Maybe offensive coordinator, tight ends coach, and wide receivers is too much for him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I. I, I don't know. Tyler, it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad point. I don't know that it would be the smartest not to have a tight ends coach because you'd really need them spending time blocking more. I mean, because they're going to work a lot with the offensive line too. Yeah. Especially in the run game. I, I get it. I'm just – but, like, I mean, what would you rather not have, a special teams coach or tight ends coach? Like, I feel like – I mean, tight ends is a pretty small work group out there. I don't know. It's It's just weird to me. Like – Again, I, I think all of these moves and is kind of weird right now. Uh, it is. It is. A lot of again, intrigue there on the staff. And, 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 and again, I, until I see something, that all of this just smells like fan fiction. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I At the end of the day, I think our staff's full. I think it's going to remain what it is right yeah. now. I, I do think they'll hire somebody for special teams and it'll end up being an analyst position because they don't have an open coaching spot. Uh, 
And I, does that help? I don't know. I, I don't know how much an analyst can really have control in a, of a group because he's not a coach. So I don't know. I don't know all the NCAA rules when it, when it comes down to that. Well, I think the biggest thing is you can't be on the sideline during games. That's my thing about not having a special teams coach is, like, again, maybe Frost takes over that responsibilities, but, like... But but how much gaming... I mean, honestly, how much game plan do you really need for special teams? Well, that, Apparently a hell of a lot more than we had last year. I mean, but, but, well, like, okay, but that's fair, but at the end of the day, is it, can he not drop a plan and give it to, say, Barrett Rude and say, okay, this is the plan, and let let, let him just kind of relay the messages well, does he really need to be on the sideline I, I don't know if it's the play calls but i think one thing that special teams coordinators have had the ability to do in the past is when they call a fake that usually will come from the special teams coach and with scott frost calling plays on offense it's not like he is sitting there at if you know consistently he just gets done calling all the plays. I just can't imagine him fully engaged on, oh, yeah, let's, let's fake a punt here. I don't know. I just, to me, that see, I don't know. I think that would be difficult for him. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. This is something that's been brought up a lot, too. The last time Nebraska had good special teams was when Bo Pelini took over special teams in 2014. So I've heard, I've heard people make the argument maybe Scott Frost needs to get involved. A little bit more in the special teams. Maybe maybe it'll prove to these guys how much more it means than what they're taking it. Maybe they're not taking it seriously enough. Yeah, good point. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the national championship uh, on Monday night. LSU clobbered Clemson forty-two to twenty-five, and that was a game where it looked like Clemson was kind of going to run away with it there for a while. Hell, I almost tweeted out that Dabo Sweeney is making the SEC his bitch. Yeah, especially after last year. I'm glad I held off on that tweet because LSU, they got that they had that huge second quarter and they basically cruised to a nice victory. Tyler, what did you think of this game? You know, last year was not a competitive game, but I was a lot more intrigued on in watching Clemson win. You know, LSU, Joe Burrow and what that those wide receivers are just they're unreal. They really are. Um I don't know if I've ever seen a passing game look like that. Now, I do think Clemson had a couple of calls really go against them that really hurt them. They had a couple of really boneheaded plays, um, a third and 19 pass interference going into halftime comes to mind. Um, you know, so, so I, I think the game was closer than the final score indicated, but I, I did find myself this national championship compared to the last few years a little less interested, and I and I really don't know why. Maybe it's because Bama wasn't getting their ass kicked, and like I had a rooting, yeah. like I had such a rooting interest in Alabama losing these last few years. I've just been like, I, I just I found intrigue on that. I really didn't have a team I was rooting for except Derek won the pick him again because I went Clemson and. They let me down, so maybe I should have had more of a rooting. But no, and it was, I don't know, I, it was a good game, but I don't think it's a game I'm going to remember in 10 years. Yeah, there's that. Derek, what did you think of the game? Hey, I can't even get pencil whip to get beat. You guys just can't hang with me on these pick-ems. 
Nope. Beat you in best bets. Beat you. We, we're going to do that again next year, guys. That was a fun segment. Uh, anyway, back to the yeah, national it championship. It wasn't that fun. It, oh, it was great. I loved it. Uh, okay, anyway, back, back to the national championship. Uh, you know, honestly, I thought it was a pretty good game. Going into halftime, it was still fairly a good score. I mean, it was a close score. Uh, LSU was just, there's just so much talent on that team. Uh, I, I don't know. They had, they had got wide receivers. Let, let me just start off by saying everybody wants to talk about Joe Burrow and can we stop with the if Joe Burrow would have come to Nebraska? Because look at Nebraska, he would have never had the offensive line or the wide receivers to do near what they what he did there. Uh, give those wide receivers and his offensive line a lot of credit because there were a lot of times he had a good eight to ten seconds to throw the ball. When any quarterback has that much time to throw a ball, he's gonna find find a receiver that made a had a chance to get open. Uh, so I'm not trying to take away from what Joe Burrow does. He's a phenomenal player. He's he'll be the number one pick in the NFL in the draft this year. Uh, how about OBJ, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. taking away from the site, the whole thing from all these kids by coming in and making it his show? Does that bother you guys at all? Like, I find him obnoxious. I mean, I found him obnoxious before this little stunt. And him passing out cash, it, it didn't shock me. I was like, okay, that's something that he would do. Then, you know, oh, and, and I love it because everyone's going, oh, all those kids gave the money back. Yeah, my dying ass. Those kids didn't give that money back. Come on. Well, for a while, they tried to have the cover story. It was like, oh, it was fake cash. And then Joe yeah, Burrow, oh, yeah. Joe Burrow blew well, that. The, like, original no, sta- the original statement was actually that it was counterfeit cash, which really had. They were like, oh, wait, that would be illegal. Oh, Even really? more illegal than handing out cash to players. Oh, we better make it fake cash, not counterfeit cash, because by God, we don't want Odell Beckham getting in trouble for counterfeiting. Yeah. That, yeah, that was nuts. I mean, he, his antics the entire time, you know. I saw all the videos where he slapped the cop on the ass in the locker room. You know, the cop's doing his job there, you know, and Odell Beckham smacks him in the ass and taunts him. Then during uh, Orgeron's little post-game victory speech, (laughs) he just chimed. I don't know why he felt the need to chime in, interrupt the speech just to go team. You know, you did this or whatever the hell he said. I was like, why does because he has no success on the field himself? Oh. Like he's just a he's just a show to watch. Come on, Tyler, don't give me that look. No success. That guy did nothing this year. How many touchdowns did that guy have? Like four this year. Played for the Browns. Like, he was completely ineffective with the Browns. He had Baker Mayfield throwing to him. Heisman Trophy winner. <clears throat> hey, be, before before Odell Beckham got there, he had no problem hitting his receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odell's what made Baker bad. No, I guys, I honest to God. Like, this to me is no different than Kevin Hart when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, getting up in that thing, or anything what? Gronk has ever done. I don't even remember this. You what is this Kevin Hart Kevin thing? Kevin Hart went crazy? I think it was the, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, he got on stage, and he went, like, absolutely nuts. Did he pass out cash and slap cops but the, but on the ass? those are professionals. And- you know, Eddie Vedder did the same thing when the Cubs won the World Series. That's fine. Oh, that was, They're professionals. Wait, I really don't care what they I'll do I'll be honest, Eddie Vedder is, like, one of my heroes. Like, that right there is the worst. He celebrated the Chicago Cubs. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, 
who, who he grew up there. What do you want from gives him? Gives a flying fuck about the Chicago Cubs. Like, it. <laughs> Anybody with real taste. Oh my god! It's like me hearing about the Cubs is like. Oh, listen, I can't wait for baseball to start. It's like boys. it's like it's oh, like listening right the to Justin talk about horse racing. Do you remember these messages, Derek? You want to buy a horse? You want to buy a horse? <laughs> you guys don't want to buy a yeah. racehorse with me? No. <laughs> All right. No. Look. My problem is, and I, here, here's my biggest problem with the whole thing. So ESPN's like shoving this under the rug as much as LSU and the NCAA are. If this was anybody outside the SEC, we would be looking into this because payers, players were getting paid after the game, right? Yeah. Like anybody else would be, they would be under high scrutiny, but it's the SEC, so we can't make it look bad. Uh you know, hell, ESPN sitting here going, "Go ahead and pay those players. Just don't do it on camera, dumbass." What? Come on, really? I, it's still a rule. It's still an NCAA rule. And until they change that rule, how about we preach? Hey, let's not break the rules. Let's get the rule changed. If that's what you, if that's how you feel about it, I, I'm kind of don't care about the rule. I don't. I have mixed emotions about the kids getting paid or not. But at the end of the day. If if you're if that's your thought, how about telling these kids that follow the rules, not hey break the rules, just do it secretly. Yeah. I, I get it. here. Here's my thought on the subject, guys. It, it's it's not a big deal. Like this is a prime example of ESPN twenty four hour news cycle bullshit filler. Like this is not. This should not be something that's a big story. The police officer should be a no story. Like, okay, the police officer could, should maybe be a no story. The kids getting played should be a big story. I, but it's, but they're gonna have to give the money back. And you guys say, oh yeah, right, like that's gonna happen. It there is no more evidence that you could ever have. How, how do you know if they gave the money back? They could have given some of it back and kept some of it. How are you ever going to know? I, 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 Do you know exactly how much he – all he did was wad out a couple hundred, a bunch of $100 bills and slap his hand. Do you know how much money he gave him? Because Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't know how much he gave this guy or that guy. Here, what, so how do you know here, if he gave it all back? Here's what I will tell you is that if the kids are trying to pocket a 20 out of that stack, they're dumbasses. There were no 20s in that stack. Get off your high horse. Okay, what, tens, fives? I mean, he plays for the Browns. He can't yeah, have that right. much money. Right? I mean, There was nothing but hundreds in there. Get out, get off again, your high horse. I, I just honestly, that guy's making millions of dollars a year. Hundreds mean nothing to him. Dude, I, I again, I I just, I, I, to me, this is one of those things that it just, like, it doesn't matter. If I, I'll tell you this much right now. If I had the money that Odell Beckham and Nebraska was in the national championship, and I could be on the field for that celebration, you best believe I'd be buying stuff. I'd be taking these kids to the strip clubs after that game. We'd be making it rain all night long if I had that kind of dough. You're too damn I'm cheap. Sure hope for Jordan that. listens tomorrow. You're yeah. too cheap for Tyler's that. Tyler's going to the strip club. Okay, well, yeah, because I'm not Odell Beckham. <laughs> like I mean, look, like no, seriously, I mean, Derek. Look, the, you want to be on the field, celebrate with them. That's fine and dandy. I have no problem with that. Go do it. You're an alum. I get it. You know what? If we win a national championship, if Dominican Sue wants to go on the field with these guys and celebrate with them, I have no problem with that. But don't go breaking like 
number one NCAA rule. But the NCAA rule, okay, so you're right. The pay for players, maybe it's extreme, maybe, it, okay, no story's not fair. But the NCAA rules are a joke. Like, if he got on that field and had, he went back to the locker room and said, hey, I want to buy the cigars for you guys to celebrate. That would have been, that that that. been an NCAA violation, too. That's the same. That's an NCAA violation. You can't buy cigars. Didn't, didn't he buy uh, all the players' beats, though? Apparently, the head, that's head, a lot. Headphones? LeBron, there's ways to do that, though, because yeah. Dominican Sue also put iPads in all the lockers for all the players when he first got pro. And, and, and LeBron James did it for Ohio State. So there are things to do, but, like, I mean, he passed out. There's just I, there are ways to go about it that you can do it. I'm assuming through the NCAA of ways they can do it the right way. And I don't know how it than, works because Chase Young than just jump on the field and start grabbing out wads of cash out of your pouch. Like, but yet, if you got a tattoo, out. yet if you got a tattoo, you your coach gets fired. Like I, I don't understand no, that. That was that was way blown out of proportion. Like I don't understand the NCAA rules again. Maybe the throwing thousands of dollars in cash out. I don't know how much he ended up giving. I don't know how many players got the money. I've kept. I keep seeing the same clip on repeat. But again, and this is making the NCAA, and I'll say ESPN as well. It's making them look completely biased and, and, and absurd because this is an SEC team and no, they're laughing it off and going, this isn't a big deal. But Tyler, you just brought it up. When Ohio State players sold some shit on eBay and got tattoos, they cracked a hammer on these guys and went, oh, you're suspended five games, you're suspended five games. Well, Chase Young this year. You're okay, you're suspended for five games. Your coach, is got, he's going to be suspended for like six years. And it's like, really? Over some tattoos? Yet these guys are getting... Cash, like on TV, getting cash, and we're going. Oh, it's the SEC. Don't worry about. Well, it. Well, I mean, Chase Young this year. I believe. I mean, what his girlfriend got flown to a game by a booster in two games. Yeah, at another perfect example. He got suspended two games for somebody paying for his girlfriend to get to a game. Like, I get. I and, and I get. I'm not saying that. That Derek, same Eric Crouch got in trouble for accepting a ham sandwich. No, I mean it's a, it, the, the, the NCAA rules are a joke. Um, I mean it's almost impossible to be any sort of booster and care about and like do anything for a player without breaking them. I, again, was this over the top? Yes. Like, but the fact that this, I mean, I saw on Twitter so many tweets about this subject today, like. Thank God Mike Dawson got hired because my Twitter timeline was so full of Odell Beckham Jr. rants one way or another. I just like it blows my mind that this got people's panties in a bunch so much. He should have got tased. I mean, that would have made the whole thing more entertaining. (laughs) Slap a cop on the ass, get tased. And then we're laughing at it for another reason. You know what I'm telling you? We're talking about it for another reason. I'm telling you, if if you Google Gronk slapping a cop in the ass, I guarantee there's a clip out there somewhere of Gronk slapping a cop at some point in time. That seems like something Gronk would do. It it would be, and there would be like people lining up to sniff that guy's ass because Gronk's hand touched that ass. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in Germany. Justin would be the first one to sniff someone's ass. That's (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gronk's hand. Oh. Where am I, Germany? All right, hey, let's let's call it a night. Let's uh, let's move on to last call here. All right, last call to you, Tyler. My last call 
goes to the NFL playoffs. I keep doing this because I love the NFL playoffs. And we have the championship weekend this weekend. So I'm going to ask you guys. We got the Titans against the Chiefs and the Packers against the Niners. I'm going to go a Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl. Who do you got? Go ahead, Tom. Well, you know, I'm torn here because if Tennessee makes the playoffs, we can keep a Husker in the Super Bowl again. Mr. Joshua Kayla would be in the play, in the Super Bowl. Injured reserve. So we can keep that streak alive. Injured reserve. Don't know that I care about that streak enough. I think Kansas City wins. I want to see Kansas City win. The other side, I, they could both fall off the face of the planet. I wouldn't care. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I hate the 49ers. I've always hated the 49ers. Uh Go Chiefs! Hey, I want I want to see the Packers and Kansas City Chiefs just so we can see some more State Farm commercials featuring Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> and Rogers. I mean, oh god, those are getting old, aren't they? Some a little bit. Some they're kind of funny though. I kind of enjoy it. So yeah, that's who I'm rolling with. I don't know if the Packers can get there. I really want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, but we'll we'll see how that goes. All right, last call to you, Derek. All right. This might be a little longer of a rant than expected. but uh, So the other big news that was out for the last week is the Astros cheating in the World Series. Uh, apparently they had cameras hanging out in outfield, stealing signs from opposing catchers and pitchers. Uh, th- this is blowing me away. They... I don't understand how this works. They allowed the players to get immunity and not do anything to these players, and yet three coaches and a GM have been fired over it. Uh, One coach was with Boston, who is now under investigation for cheating the year after the Astros won it in 2018. Uh, The other one's never managed a game in his life. Uh, The Mets just let uh, Carlos Beltran go today. And it just blows me away. I, 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 I don't know that what these guys did. That people are talking about being as big as the steroid issues. Which, if you want my honest opinion, I don't care if these guys do steroids. I don't care how they cheat. You want to videotape and steal signs? Go ahead. Just make the game fun to watch. That's all I care about. At the end of the day, if I if I see six home runs in a game, I'm happy. So I really don't care about any of that stuff. Let them cheat. Uh, what? What? This is the uh, worst take yeah, in the oh world. Why not? God. If they Tyler, Tyler the- let, let, let him go. He's uh, he's on a roll. Keep going, Derek. I, I'm curious where this I mean, is going to go. I mean, yeah, you know, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith for all of like two minutes this morning, which I never listened to him. But he brought up a good point. Like, you're going to let these players go with all this, but you still refuse to let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame as a player. He never gambled as a player. Let him in as a player. Uh, anyway, look, look. at the end of the day, if baseball needs something to get back in the game. And I don't think stealing signs, stealing signs has been going on for hundreds, 100 years. It's just now people are using technology to get away with it. So what's the big deal? Technology has ruined everything else. Why not let it ruin a little bit of baseball and let the offense come around. I mean shit we we talked they talked about having juiced balls this year so they could hit more home runs, right? But oh they saw the signs being stole, so 
Come on, get over it. So, this is not that big of a deal. Derek, that's a terrible it, take. I, yeah, I go, go, go ahead, Tyler. Yeah. First of all, if if this had happened, if the Astros did this to the Cubs, the the outrage you would be having right now is would be so mind blowing, it wouldn't even be funny. Tell me I'm wrong, Derek. Maybe, but the Cubs didn't have to cheat. They <laughs> they did it. Right. it, it, it no, not, not if the Cubs did this. If if the Astros cheated the Cubs out of a World Series. No, I know. It, it, Look, it would be again. It would be so much outrage. Second of all, I think this is a huge deal. I think this is a situation like I wouldn't be opposed to them stripping the World Series. Like I think this is a huge deal. See, I hear a lot of people talking that, and I think that's an overreaction. I really do. Oh my god, I I think this is. I don't care if you know what pitch is coming; you still have to hit it. I mean, just because you know he's throwing a fastball doesn't mean you know what what where he's throwing it at. He could throw it high, he could throw it low, inside, outside. You still have to be able to hit a ball. I mean, it's a huge. And again, to your point, people have been stealing signs for a forever in baseball, and and again, you've. Like that's not new, but the fact that you brought technology into this, like it, I I've always kind of looked at stealing signs that if your signs are simple enough for someone with their general eye and not using this fancy algorithm to steal, then you it's on you in baseball, like because it, no one should be able to figure out your signs that easy. But the fact that you're having a computer running this through an algorithm to calculate this and telling your players, oh, this is exactly what's going to happen, like, to me, that and is it, a complete competitive disadvantage. Like, and that even further, your signs. And you know what? And even further, Altuve and Bergwell, or these players are wearing buzzers on their shoulders. Is that been to, confirmed? To, like, I, I, I don't know heard, that that's been confirmed. I, uh, There's a lot of speculation so the, on that. I've seen it the story I've I heard more, is the there's more that, evidence on that than there is about Troy Walters leaving. I tell you that much. Well, I'll tell you this: the, the <laughs> story that I heard today, and I don't know what to believe, and we'll find out more on that. That the buzzer, the person who reported it, supposedly was the niece of um, Beltran. That's already, that's already been busted. That's, that's he, not, she, yeah, the, she wasn't. Beltran, Beltran's came out not and said there was no relation. Yeah, there's there. no relation. So I don't know. Well, hell like, yeah, you would say that. I don't know her. <laughs> that hey, bitch is crazy. We all have that cousin that came out and said this. It was somebody else in their family that came out and said she's no relation. It wasn't even again. Him. We all have that cousin. At the, at we at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let's just make baseball entertaining again. Because I seem to be the only person that enjoys baseball. So I enjoy baseball. I mean, I, I get. I just think like this. This is to me worse than Spygate. Oh, mm. hands down. It is. No way. No way. Why? What's what's the difference, Derek? Because it's a totally different. Again, you still have to hit the ball. If I know you're running up the gut, I can send all 11 guys up the gut to stop you. You still have to make still the tackle, still Derek. Still in the whole play. Still in the whole play, not just what the quarterback's doing. It's completely different than just stealing what the pitcher's doing. So, I... They're both wrong. They're both wrong. There's there's no like good cheating. There's yeah, no the, good the, cheating. The, but the difference is Spygate happened before the game. There wasn't like so okay, the players they 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 looked at stuff in advance and this. I mean, like there to me the fact that this happened 
during the game, and they were getting real-time information. Now, it's been a while since I've looked at Spygate, but Spygate wasn't, they knew, they weren't bugging the other team's headset and saying, oh, they just called run up the middle, block it. Like, this was them getting pre-approach information and, like, a disadvantage in the scouting of a team. Like, I don't know, I think this is worse than Spygate. Does does this whole scandal, Tyler, kind of ruin it, f- baseball for you a little bit? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, no. you're just you're okay with it. No, I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not okay with it. But like to me, like I would be very upset if I was a if I was a team that got robbed. I, again, I, I've heard this happen in the World Series. I don't know how many series this happened, but and how long it happened, but it well. And- but it, that, that's going to be the other thing. I mean, how many other teams are now going to be coming out going, "Oh, that happened here too." Oh, I mean, it, again, they could have I mean, been Jessica Mendoza. And I, and I will say this: I, I am shrugging this off like it's not a big deal. But Jessica Mendoza, I don't know if you guys know who she is or not. Yeah, she she is an analyst. Or, uh, she's she's a, she's a play by play caller for baseball for ESPN. But she's also, and I learned this today, she's also one of the office people for the New York Mets. I didn't know that. And she has come out and expressed her outrage, not for the cheating, for the whistleblower for telling on him for cheating. Yeah, she wanted to keep it like behind closed doors and all that. That's she's ridiculous. That, that's it's uh, completely it, ridiculous. I, again, I I think this is going to be a big scandal that you're going to end up hearing about a lot of other teams. This is going to turn into. I don't think it's as bad as the steroid scandal, but I think it's going to turn into the steroid scandal and the fact that you're going to suddenly find out, holy shit, all these teams were doing it. It wasn't just these two teams. It was like a lot of teams doing it. The technology's been there. I mean, I, I think you're going to find a lot of teams have been doing it. I, and I don't. If, if everybody's doing it, then I don't think you're getting that much of an advantage. Unless you're the pitcher. I mean, then you're kind of sucking balls, but... Well, wouldn't you see at the end of the day if everybody's cheating, then they're all getting the same advantage. It's not a big deal. Well, wouldn't you see better batting averages? You'd see more home runs. I mean, you definitely see better batting averages across the board. Well, last year they just broke the record for most home runs in a home season. Runs, in, home in, runs, in yes, but that that was a tribute to the ball. Was it or was it sign stealing? So you think I'm, it's widespread right now? I, I I think this is more than just a. Houston Astros issue, yes. Oh. It may not be every team, but I think it's more than Houston Astros. Well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. This is this isn't going to go away anytime soon. Uh, I'm I don't like it. I don't like it in the sport. Uh, I think uh, I think they should yank that World Series. I think those players that were on the team taking advantage of that. I think there should be. Suspensions dealt out to them. I I think the MLB needs to come down hard on this. This isn't this isn't good for the game of baseball. It's it's not good at all. Derek, you think it, it's great because you know, it generates runs. If if it becomes like the WWE, if it becomes like fake, like wrestling, where it's like it doesn't. It's how all is it, fake. How is it fake? It's fake. Like, it's all set it up. It's all set up. They're, 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 it's not set up. I can't guarantee you. I'm going to hit the ball. Any, any type of advantage like that. I mean, if you go on the road, you don't have that luxury. 
You only have that luxury at home. It, it, it's it's set up. It. Well, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll start agreeing with you more, and I'd have to do more research on this, and I didn't do the research on it. If, if Houston Astros' record was significantly below 500 on the road last year and significantly above 500 on the at home, then maybe I can agree. Their batting that average a huge was, there was there, there's a big difference in their batting average from on the road versus home. I don't know how many points that was. But it was pretty big. They were talking about that on VSIN this morning. Uh, that the batting average when they went on the road, they they weren't hitting as well as they were at home. So it is a huge advantage. So I don't know. Well, that that could be home field advantage a little bit too. I mean, it was too. It was again. If it's a huge discrepancy, then then I could see the the, the argument. Yeah, it was discrepancy. If you're talking, they're hitting four, four, five hundred at home and hitting one hundred on the road. Okay, maybe we got a problem here, but I don't think it's probably that bad. We'll we'll take a look at those averages. We'll discuss that maybe next week. Uh, This is the longest last call segment in the world. (laughs) All right, let me finish. Honestly, we none of us. When Derek said he was going to do this as last call, I honest to God thought he was going to bash this thing. And I was like, yep, I agree with Derek. Like, I never thought his All take right. was going to be, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I, I do want to recant one statement. I don't advocate the players taking steroids. I don't really advocate that. But I do think this has been blown way out of proportion. No, it's not. Who, who is that? Okay, one more thing on this. Uh, it just escapes me. Some Some pitcher tweeted this out today, said that they would rather face a player on steroids than a player that knew what pitch was coming. I agree. Then change your signs. <laughs> no, Derek, that's not. The, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Anyway, let's. Uh, we'll talk about this offline. Hey, uh, my last call is going to go out to a Dave Aranda. He's replacing Matt Rule as Baylor head coach. He spent the last four years at LSU as the defensive coordinator. Previous to that, he was the defensive coordinator coordinator at Wisconsin. He's a stand up coach. Great dude. And he's coming to a job that's really set up nicely for him. There's no rebuild there at Baylor anymore. Matt Rule, he set it up. He, I think he's going to have some success here in the uh, Big 12. Tyler, what do you think? You, you know, it's interesting. I, I like to give Baylor crap, but I even said to you guys recently, I don't think Baylor's a destination job. And I, I, I'm going to kind of go off that stance. I think the Big 12 right now, you know, you outside of Oklahoma and Texas – there is real debate what is the third best job in that conference. And and the question is, why, why not Baylor? So do I think Baylor's set up to be, you know, another top 10 season next year? Um, I don't know. I do think this is a great hire for them. Um, you know, we did the coaching carousel last week or a couple weeks ago, and then we're talking about best hires. I mean, Guy, this is up there. I do really like this hire for a school because um, again, he had great success at Wisconsin. He built a really good defense. Obviously at LSU, this defense, you know, a lot of people bagged on, but they did a great job against Clemson. I think it's a good hire. Um, yeah, Baylor is definitely looking like it could be the third best school in the Big Ten for the foreseeable future, or Big Twelve Big for 12. the foreseeable for the foreseeable future. Derek. Uh, I don't know if I have that much faith in the guy. I mean, he, play, he has good defenses. Uh, he's never been a head coach. Uh, that, so I don't know. I'll, 
ask Bo Pelini. Just because you're a great defensive corner doesn't mean you're going to be a great head coach. Uh, being a defensive guy in the Big 12, is that really the best thing? I, I don't know. He's going to have to hire some really good offensive coordinators and offensive guys because you're going to have to have offense in that league. It doesn't. I don't care how good your defense is. You're going to have to have some offense in that league. Uh, Tyler, you talk about it, but Oklahoma, I can't believe you brought Texas into that because they're garbage at this point. And Oklahoma's the only uh, real decent school in that conference. Uh, Iowa State's becoming respectable. Baylor had a really good last year, but their schedule was atrocious. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, may- maybe. Maybe it's a great hire. I, I'd I'll let the I'll let a little proof of the pudding before I'll eat it. But all right, we'll, we'll watch that. <laughs> we'll watch that as well. All right, guys, fun show, a lot of debate here. Uh, let's get out of here. Special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and BigHeadsMedia.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red.